Hello, and welcome to 7-Minute Explainers, your audio guide to everything you need to know about compelling and complex topics. I'm Jeff Spross, business correspondent at The Week, and today we're exploring the rise, fall, and rise of Bitcoin. The price of a single Bitcoin has gone higher than one ounce of gold for the first time ever. The digital currency has jumped to an all-time high at over $1,270. The value of Bitcoin, which has been very volatile in the past, is up by nearly a third this year. Admittedly, this milestone is a bit arbitrary. If gold was measured by a different unit of weight, its value could be higher or lower. But the symbolism is still significant. An ounce of gold holds a special place in our popular imagination. And it's an impressive mark for Bitcoin to surpass. Back in late 2013, the value of a Bitcoin came pretty close to that historic all-time high. But then it crashed spectacularly to just 600 in no time at all. It briefly stabilized at $800, and then it spent much of 2014 sliding slowly back down to a low of just $200 which is right about the time that Bitcoin was largely written off as a failed experiment. But now, Bitcoin is back. But why the sudden resurrection? To answer that question, let's go back to Bitcoin's beginning. Any technology people here tonight? Do you enjoy that? Does, who uses Bitcoin? Do you know what Bitcoin is? Anybody? Oh, good. There are people in my audience who are arms dealers and murderers for hire. Excellent. <laughs> Uh, Bitcoin, uh, for those of you who don't know, is... Bitcoin is a highly encrypted form of digital currency that came into existence around 2009. It was founded on a certain renegade libertarian romanticism. It wasn't controlled by a powerful central government, but by a decentralized network of participants. By 2013, 70% of all Bitcoin trading went through an exchange called Mt. Gox, which itself was founded in Tokyo in 2010 as a way for investors to trade Bitcoin for real currencies. Mt. Gox's CEO, Mark Karpelis, was neck deep in the romanticism of Bitcoin. And while Karpelis was, by all accounts, a brilliant software entrepreneur, he also didn't understand the basic security features and best practices your standard financial or software firm uses to protect itself. And sure enough, a massive raid by hackers effectively bankrupted the company in 2013. But that wasn't Bitcoin's only problem. It was also young. Let's return to the gold comparison for a moment. While a Bitcoin may be more valuable than an ounce of gold, the amount of economic activity in the world that involves gold is still vastly greater. The total global gold supply adds up to 7 trillion. Bitcoin's total market value is just 20 billion. Bitcoin's smaller economic reach means that the downfall of a massive player like Mt. Gox could torpedo the value of the whole currency. This time around, Bitcoin's resurrection has been more gradual. It began bouncing back in 2015 and didn't cross the $1,200 threshold until this year. By contrast, its spike in 2013 from $200 to $1,200 only took a month or two. Today's relatively slower rise is likely a sign that the currency is less a hot new flash in the pan and actually something gaining credibility with more mainstream institutions. For instance, there are already exchange-traded funds, or ETFs, for Bitcoin on some financial markets. These instruments allow investors to buy Bitcoins more like stocks or other long-term investments without going through the tech-savvy rigmarole of maintaining their own Bitcoin account. They just invest their money in the ETF, and the fund handles the rest. 
though Bitcoin's mainstream access does have its limits. The Securities and Exchange Commission recently shot down requests for Bitcoin ETFs to be sold on the American financial markets. But that's not where Bitcoin's popularity ends. Another factor in its resurrection is the geopolitical turmoil created by Brexit and Donald Trump. Chaos and unrest, particularly when it has an anti-elitist populist bent, drives rich people to panic and look for a safe place to stash their money. Gold standard style investments like Bitcoin or gold can be pretty attractive to wealthy individuals who worry that currencies backed by governments might become increasingly unreliable when the government is headed by an erratic know-nothing. And the final factor to consider in Bitcoin's resurrection actually has nothing to do with the virtual currency itself. It's Bitcoin the technology, which pioneered the blockchain as a method of digital record keeping. The blockchain allows everyone using Bitcoin to agree on how much currency each user has and what transactions they've undertaken, all without any centralized financial system keeping track of things. That innovation has lots of traditional industries and investors pretty excited. Its potential applications range from Wall Street to healthcare and beyond. Under pressure to expand its reach, will Bitcoin give up its renegade libertarian ways? Or will mainstream industries and players just copycat the blockchain technology, leaving Bitcoin a boutique investment for well-to-do survivalists? Only time will tell. And that does it for this episode of 7-Minute Explainers. Look for new episodes every Thursday on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And as a thank you for listening to this podcast, we at The Week would like to offer you four totally free, non-commitment issues of The Week magazine. To get those, visit theweek.com slash for free. I'm Jeff Spross, and thanks so much for listening. 